Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about what to do after you overeat because you're going to overeat sometimes, you're going to make bad food choices and what you do after that is so important to getting to the weight you want to be at, obviously. Um, but what most people do when they overeat or make a bad food choice is they either usually kind of go into denial about it and say, that's it, I'm never going to do that again or it becomes, uh, I'm a bad person, they beat themselves up about it. And neither of those options are going to help you grow and evolve and change what you do in the future. So one of the best things you can do when you make a bad, bad food choice or overeat is to utilize it. Okay, so there's a philosophy I always use in Program Yourself Thin that you're always winning or learning. And the learning is the most important piece so that you can win more. <laughs> you're not going to win more right off the bat. Again, this is the problem with dieting is that you think you're going to jump in 100% and just be perfect. And you can do that for a little while if you're really, really fired up, but your regular level of motivation is not going to allow for you to be perfect. And so what we want to do is have a process to learn from the mistakes we make, because there's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> and so um, this is such a better way to go about it, because not only do you learn, but you also take a lot of the pressure off of making mistakes, you know, and that's the whole thing in itself. So what do you do when you make a mistake? One of the first things I like to do, and I'm telling you this as someone who just made a bad mistake, you know, I kind of had a big breakfast sandwich and then I had a donut afterwards and I'm sitting before you right now feeling bleh, like I, I wish I didn't do that. Right. I don't feel great. Um, not because I'm worried about weight, but because that right now, you know, 20 minutes after I ate it, I don't feel good physically, mentally, emotionally. All right. And so this is what you want to do. You want to utilize that poor choice and you want to connect to it because really what we're looking to do is to, what I always say with Program Yourself Thin, I'm looking to shift people from focusing subconsciously on the consumption of the food, the anticipation and consumption of eating what they want to eat, to starting to focus more on the consequence that follows it. And by doing this, you naturally increase your ability to eat better because let's just say you're thinking, oh, I want to eat ice cream. And so if you just think about looking forward to your favorite ice cream and eating it, then you're going to crank up the desire for it. However, if you remember, oh man, the last five times I've eaten ice cream, you know, afterwards I felt kind of phlegmy. I felt kind of full. Um, I didn't really feel good about myself. I kind of felt like I let myself down. If you think that, if that was the consequence you had and you focus on that, well, now you've decreased the desire, you see? So you're not relying on willpower. You're naturally decreasing the desire based on what you're focusing on. And so that ability increases as you start to utilize the bad mistakes you make that again it's using the mistakes we make as an opportunity to improve ourselves moving forward so for example so i ate this donut and what i did a few moments ago is i just sat quietly and the best thing you can do is close your eyes and sit quietly just for five ten seconds how do i feel physically mentally emotionally usually it's mentally and emotionally you're gonna have the biggest impact but physically i feel kind of full now, mentally and emotionally, I'm not in a bad spot because I'm at my goal weight. I know I'm in control. I know I ate the donut today because I'm about to go on vacation. So I'm okay with that. But if I was trying to lose weight and it was really important to me, the mental and emotional piece is really important because now I'm saying oh, mentally, my internal dialogue, what am I saying to myself, right? Now, this is where people are very mean to themselves typically. So if you, after you eat something, five, 10 minutes after you finish eating something that you shouldn't have eaten if you want to lose weight, what are you saying to yourself? And usually it's very negative. You know, and I'm, I'm going to keep the, the, the light version, but, oh, what's wrong with you? Why'd you do that? Oh, you messed up again. You screwed up. And usually it's way worse than that, what we do to ourselves. And then that mind, that mental piece turns into emotions. How does it feel? Well, you may feel discouraged, frustrated, guilty, ashamed, angry with yourself. 
And so these are the things you want to focus in on because they are natural consequences that follow when you've eaten something that's not going to bring you towards your goal. And so what you have to do is consistently reinforce this. You just have to. Knowing what you should and shouldn't eat is not enough to change your eating. You have to consistently reinforce this new association with the food. So if we go back to ice cream, instead of just thinking about it in terms of the anticipation excitement of eating it and then just stopping the movie, if we just think about it that way, we're always going to crank up the desire for it. However, if we start to think about it in a more accurate way, because that consequence follows, it's there. And so if we start to think, yeah, okay, there's that five, 10 minutes of pleasure, but then it's followed by, it just doesn't feel good. I'm tired of feeling that way. I don't like thinking that way about myself. I don't like the emotions that come with it. And I don't like feeling full. And so it's, again, they're both true, but it just depends where you're putting your focus on. And so as you put your focus on that consequence, you're naturally going to start making healthier choices because you're going to keep reminding yourself, I don't like feeling that way. I want to feel this way. I want to feel good. I want to feel you know excited about myself, happy, moving towards the goals I want to achieve. And so this is what you do right off the bat when you make a mistake with your food is you use it. You use the pain, the, the negative consequences that follow it. You connect to them and you start to train yourself that the ice cream is not the pleasure. It's also the consequence. And if you're really honest with yourself, you just start to realize that pleasure is five, 10 minutes. That consequence is days and, and weeks long sometimes, hours, days, and weeks long. And so a lot of times the consequence is the bigger thing. And as you start focusing on it, that is going to change a lot of your behavior. Now, that's what you do mentally after you make a poor food choice. The next thing is you want to get back on track as fast as possible. You can do that in any way that you want. You could drink some water. You could go for a walk. You could eat an apple. Anything you can do to get yourself back on track as fast as possible is really, really helpful. So again, understand that, that making a poor food choice is not a big deal as long as you learn from it and get yourself back on track as fast as possible um, with something easy and simple. It doesn't have to be right back onto my meal plan eating 1,000 calories a day. Again, maybe it starts with water, walking, something simple, just to feel like you got back on track, all right? And um, as you start to approach your mistakes this way, what happens, again, is not only do you learn from and grow from and start to really genuinely change, but you also minimize the fear of actually making a mistake because you're not scared of it anymore because you know that you're going to learn from it and you know that you're also going to get back on track quick. It's just a mistake, back on track. All right. So utilize this stuff, really work on this and practice this. That's the secret of it. It's not enough to just know about it. You have to consistently practice it. And that's when the benefits of this approach really, really start to show themselves. So start, start playing around with this and uh, I hope it helps you, helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. What's up, Sarah? How you doing? Let's see here. Oh, breath. Dude, a couple pushups before, <laughs> before I did this. I feel like I'm out of breath. Go a million miles an hour with some adrenaline and stuff. Um, Sarah said, I meant to ask yesterday, how do you deal with cravings? Yeah, great question. Um, how do I deal with cravings? So my first strategy, and remember, program yourself thin, really what we're doing, it's a preventative approach, right? So, so that's so important to keep remembering um, because a lot of times we went, we, we kind of go in and we just assume I'm going to have a lot of unhealthy cravings, right? The diets are always like that. They just assume you're going to be really hungry, unhealthy cravings. It's going to be really hard. You just assume all these things. So what we want to do is we want to take a step back and say, how can I prevent cravings? Right. And, and so that's the bigger question. And the way that you prevent cravings is it, it's a holistic approach. Um, some of the biggest things. Oh, what's up, Erica? Well, happy Friday to you. Yeah, it is a happy Friday. Too. I'm so excited. I'm going on vacation. I'm fired up. Um, but so, yeah, the, the craving thing. So, so again, some of it's mental, right? It's the paradigm of saying, OK, I want to 
prevent cravings, right? Because an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of willpower, right? So always remember that. So how do you prevent cravings? Well, in order of importance, lifestyle-wise, right? We'll start with the lifestyle piece. Um, sleep, right? You don't get enough sleep, you're tired. And your body and mind know that the fastest way to get a boost of energy is to eat some, some sugar, some carbs, some processed foods that, that enters your bloodstream real quick. So when you're tired, you have more unhealthy cravings, less ability to stop them. So sleep is number one. Um, hydration's number two, right? Because again, hydration, a lot of times our body misinterprets thirst for hunger. And so we wanna stay hydrated properly. Relaxation, there's another one, right? If we're tense, you're gonna be hungry and you're gonna have more cravings, guarantee. Um, so those are the big three ones right off the bat. Breathing goes with relaxation, that helps you calm it down too. Now the next one that's really important in terms of cravings is nourishment. You know, it's like if you don't eat enough calories, you get hungry, right? Your body sends you a hunger signal. Well, listen, <laughs> if you don't get enough nutrients, it's the same thing. This is a profound concept. It's like, again, we, we understand calories. If we don't get the calories in, we're gonna be hungry. <laughs> My throat's a little dry. But if we don't get the micronutrients our body needs, it's gonna send the same thing right? It's going to send us a hunger signal. So as we start to nourish our body in a much more effective way, more nutrient density, more nutrient variety, um, we're going to start to satisfy a lot of those cravings, okay? Now moving, right? Moving our body more. Now again, exercising can lead to more cravings because it make us hungrier, um, but walking, you know, exercising activity that feels good uh, can, can support us as well. Meditation, very helpful as well. Quieting our mind down because a lot of times cravings, are the cravings physical or are they mental, right? Meaning, are we just emotional eating? Are we boredom eating? You know, what is the, where is the source of our cravings? The more you meditate, the more you're aware of that, okay? And so, um, and then finally gratitude. And gratitude, I'm telling you, because gratitude goes with the stress. The more you get into an attitude of gratitude, as corny as that, that saying is, it's really profound, Um for a lot of reasons. I'll just leave that with that for that. Um, so those are the lifestyle pieces. So that's what you really want to dive into the lifestyle pieces because they really, oh, cool. Thanks for that. That's a cool thing. That's the kind of mood I feel right now. Um, so the more you really dedicate to those lifestyle habits, the more you're going to manage your cravings, right? No doubt about it. And it's unbelievable. In my own life, it's been absolutely unreal how much of an effect all those lifestyle factors, getting them under control has been in helping me eat better because it's reduced the unhealthy cravings. So that's that piece. Eating wise is really nourishing yourself. So now I guess we're going into kind of the, the nourishment piece. But remember when it comes to eating strategies to manage cravings, there's two sides of it. I always say you should silo your eating the way you think about it. Because a lot of people attach their, okay, I'm gonna go on a diet, I'm not gonna eat any bad food and I'm gonna eat the good food. And they kind of link them together. And then as soon as they eat some bad food, well, screw the good food. You know, don't do that. You want to silo. I want to eat healthy food. Even if I eat like shit, even if I go and I eat a box of donuts, I still want to eat some healthy food. I don't care. I didn't blow anything. Okay. Um, because eating that healthy food is going to satisfy those micronutrient needs. It's going to send a message. You're saying that we're back on track and all the rest of it. So kind of silo that eating. Don't, you know, work to not eat the unhealthy stuff, but also eat the healthy stuff. Get it into your body and separate those two. Um, don't make them, you know, conditional on each other. And um, th those are both going to help you. As you put healthier stuff in your body, you help deal with cravings. As you reduce unhealthy, as you reduce sugar, as you reduce flour, as you reduce processed foods, hyper palatable foods, you're going to reduce your unhealthy cravings. 
It's that simple. And so that that's, again, on, on a physical level, that's where we go. Now mindset, right? Now we go to mindset and that's the ultimate big one. So all of a sudden you're craving something. And again, the big thing that I like to suggest to people is all of a sudden it's nighttime and you're struck with a craving, I want ice cream, okay? So how do you deal with that? You've done all the other stuff or you haven't regardless, now you're in the nighttime, I want ice cream. Well, what do you do practically to deal with that craving? Because what most people do is they say, no, 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 no ice cream. <laughs> Come on, we want ice cream. And subconsciously you're imagining eating ice cream and you're just cranking up the desire and you're trying to fight against it. Well, it's not very effective as, as you've found. So the alternative really is to realize the way that you're cranking up those cravings is subconsciously you're imagining eating that ice cream or whatever food it is that you're craving. You're thinking about, again, there's three phases of eating, anticipation, consumption, consequence. And what you're focused in on when you're craving a food is the anticipation and consumption of it. You're imagining eating it, right? You're imagining what it tastes like and that's cranking up the desire for it. So one of the best things you can do, this is what I was just talking about, is you go over to the con consequence. You see, what most people try to do is they say, I shouldn't eat the ice cream because it's going to put weight on me. But that doesn't work because that weight is way in the future. And so your brain discounts it. It says, ah, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I'll start eating better tomorrow and it won't even matter. I'll make up for it, right? So that doesn't work. So the consequence we want to go to is five minutes after you're done eating, right? So let's just say you're thinking about eating ice cream and you're getting that craving for it. And again, you're cranking up that craving because you're thinking about how it's going to taste. You're looking forward to it and you're imagining how it's going to taste. That's cranking up the craving. So if you ask yourself, how am I going to feel five, 10 minutes after I'm done eating? Well, now all of a sudden you've changed your focus from the consumption of it, the eating of it over to the consequence of it. Five minutes from now, that's the key part. How am I going to feel physically, mentally, emotionally if I eat this ice cream? And you put your mind there for a second. You say, physically, I'm going to feel kind of full. I'm going to feel a little phlegmy. Um, mentally, I'm going to feel like I let myself down. I'm going to be, you know, God, why did I do that again? Emotionally, I'm going to feel, you know, frustrated with myself, you know, angry, upset, disappointed, ashamed, guilt, whatever emotions you feel. And by doing that, what happens is now a lot of times the cravings start to go down because you're not bullshitting yourself. You know what I mean? Like it really is true. That consequence is following. You just never think about it in that moment, right? Because you're so busy thinking about the eating of the food and trying to stop yourself. But if you just let that go and just go over to the consequence, that a lot of times reduces the craving and you kind of get past it. Now, sometimes it'll work and sometimes it won't, but it doesn't matter because if it doesn't work, it's okay because then you go and eat it and then you say, okay, was that consequence real or not? Was I imagining that? No, it's real. I, I wish I didn't do it, right? We, we feel like that so often after we've eaten the food, we're kind of like, um, oh, why did I do that? You see, we need to highlight that. We need, we need really to focus in on that piece, okay? And that's the practice. Again, it's a practice. And so we're utilizing, utilization, utilizing everything that's happening, good or bad. We're winning or learning. And a lot of times in the beginning, we're learning, which is fine. It's no problem. As long as we keep learning, I promise you, you'll get better. And as you keep fixating on the consequence, again, you're not bullshitting yourself. You know that consequence sucks, but you never think of that immediate consequence when you're making the food decision. And as you start to train yourself to do that, you're naturally going to just make it's it's easy to start making better choices because now you're you're comparing you're you're comparing real things in front of your, yourself you know instant um, effects that are going to happen you know um, yeah I'm glad you like that Sarah great so again you got a whole whole bunch of things to work with um, Doctor P three if that's how you say it, thanks for the rose I appreciate that um, Tanya I'm not sure what you're asking I always have Ren don't know what that means sorry I sent it too quick um, Vicky first time I whoop. First time I got in your life so early. Have a fab vacation. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing it early today because I'm going to, I got a bit of work to wrap up before I go. Um, so many of my friends just eat two meals a day and look so healthy, but if I, my body feels weak. Well, okay, yeah. So here's the thing, right? You always have to create a plan based around you. 
You know, the, the golden rule of programming yourself then is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And, and I, I mean, I really mean this. And this really stands in contrast to so much of the diet industry where they're really, they're just giving you a plan. You know, person you've never met, they'd never met you. And then they're just going to tell you how to eat forever. Like, you know, I always joke, like, you wouldn't let me tell you what kind of movies to watch or what kind of clothes to wear, or what kind of music to listen to, right? Because you're a human being who has your own likes and dislikes. So to think that you're going to squeeze yourself into someone else's meal plan, you know what I mean? It's silly. And so a lot of your weight loss feels like trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. When in, you know, the alternative is you can just take some time to figure out what resonates with you. Two meals, three meals, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it all comes down to the amount of calories you're consuming every day. That, that's it. That's the main thing. And so if, if for you eating three meals a day feels a lot better and you feel stronger, then that's what you should do. You know, again, it, just because your friends do two meals a day doesn't mean shit, right? It all comes down to the calories you're consuming. And so, you know, you'll just, you can have three meals. You just consume less calories in each of those meals to equal what they're eating too. Same thing. Okay. Um, but the bigger lesson here is that, you know, when you're thinking about losing weight and you're approaching it, make sure one of your criteria for what you're going to do isn't just how fast you're going to lose the weight. Make sure that it, you know, the process you're going to use is something that resonates with you. And it feels like something you're gonna be able to maintain and keep up. Cause otherwise, what is the point? What is the point of losing weight for a month or two months and then putting it back on? Right. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> and it's like the, the irony, you know, it, it's like my wife actually helped me with think, realize this, but cause I'm always like, oh yeah, program yourself then it's kind of slower weight loss. And it's like, is it though? Cause what's fast weight? Is it fast weight loss? If you lose 15 pounds in a month and then put it all back on, is that fast weight loss or is that no weight loss? You know? And so if you lose, you know, three pounds a month, but it's easy to do. And every month you stay on it and 10 months from now, you're 30 pounds lighter and you're able to maintain it, is that fast weight loss? Well, I guess <laughs> compared to no weight loss, sure. You know, so we have to reframe that because we're so, you know, the diet mindset gets so fixated on fast weight loss. Um, you know, so if we slow it down, you know, it helps us kind of realize that, okay, yeah, my friends do two meals a day. Let me try it out. Okay, I tried it out. I feel weak. Okay, let me, let me optimize it for me, you know? And if you go into the process with that sort of mindset, you know, you, you end up, again, you have to stop looking at your results. There's a great quote, right? People overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So if you can just stop focusing on how much weight you're going to lose the first month, the first two months, and start approaching it as, let me set a solid foundation. Let me learn about myself and figure out what works for me. You know, I, I was doing, we were doing a coaching call yesterday. It was, it was a great coaching call yesterday. We had such a great group right now. And, um, one of the, one of the, one of the people they had, we do a five, two model and program yourself then five days, clean eating, two days, pleasure eating. And she goes, well, I did the pleasure eating and I kind of got a little carried away and then I had a hard time getting back on track. And so we talked about it though, you know, and from that process though, she had a huge realization, you know, she had a huge realization about how she could get back on track a lot quicker. And so it's like, to me, I would, I would take a weekend of overeating more than I want to in order to illuminate some really important fact that's going to help me move forward tremendously, you know? And that's the kind of mindset you want to have. You're so fixed on the short-term weight loss that you're not allowing yourself the space to figure out what works for you, you know? And I, I mean, this is so profound to me and it's just so out of left field for a dieter. Like this idea is just like from another planet, you know, because you just want to be given the plan. I'm going to hit the plan first day, hundred percent. I'm going to lose the weight quick. Right. And it's like, you've been doing that your whole life. It doesn't work, but you just, you don't even know what else to do. And I'm telling you what else to do. <laughs> Start approaching your weight 
and start aiming at weight mastery. Really master this. And for you to master something, you've got to make it your own. You've got to build your meal planning, your, your, how you're eating around your preferences, what you like to eat, what you don't like to eat, what works for you, um, your lifestyle, right? You're not going to be able to eat like me. I got a different lifestyle than you probably. So why would you, why would I give you my meal plan? It's built for me. I've got a unique lifestyle. We all have unique things, right? So why would I give you my plan? I give you general structures, but then you've got to fill it out with what works for you. And um, I think once you go through that process, you know, here you end up, I'm telling you, I've been doing this for 30 years, but I love the way that I live. I love the way that I eat. And I could imagine doing it for the next hundred years. Like I, I love it. You're not losing weight because you don't want to do the plan. It ain't rocket science, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's just like so in your face, you can't even see it almost. And it's like so obvious. But why? how do you think it is that you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you're not actually doing anything to make it happen? It's always tomorrow. It's always next week. Well, why? It's because you don't want to do it. You hate the plan that you think you have to follow to lose weight. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to follow that plan. You know, like, like Tanya said, well, I have to follow. I have my friends, they eat two meals a day and they look great. So that's what I got to do. That's not true. You know, you got to figure out what works for you. And one of the biggest mistakes, I, I mean, this in a nutshell is the diet industry and why you, without even knowing you, I can tell you the reason you're struggling is you think in your head, you have to follow a plan that you don't want to follow. And what happens is you're incongruent. You're ambivalent. Part of you wants to lose weight and part of you doesn't want to follow that shitty plan you think you have to follow. And so you're stuck, right? You're, you're trapped. Think about it all the time. I don't know what to do. Well, what to do is to approach it in a strategic way and build it around your own preferences. Um, you've helped me so much. I love listening to you on Spotify, my daily 10,000 steps. That's awesome. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're a smart move. I know if you listen to me, like that's why I do these podcasts all the time. So you can get my, my voice in your head, these ideas and concepts. I'm using conversational hypnosis. So I'm kind of reframing things subconsciously for you. And just listening to this alone is going to be very, very helpful to you, right? And then again, if you, if you really want to take it to the next level and then join my coaching program, that's a whole nother level because we, we use a lot of hypnosis and um, there's a lot of powerful techniques. My problem is binge eating at night. Yeah, I get that. So great. Okay, you've identified the main problem. And that's why I think everyone should start. So what's the alternative to dieting? Which dieting is horseshit from start to finish. I mean, I, there's so little about dieting that's useful that it's, it's just hard to explain. But one of the, the, the goofiest parts of dieting is that you're going to start on a Monday and just do everything 100% perfect, right? All your eating is going to change and be great. You're going to work out. You're going to do everything great. Yeah, okay. You know, for a couple days and then you're overwhelmed, right? You're overwhelming yourself. There's too much to take on. I always use it metaphorically. It's like if you want to learn to play the piano and you're like, you know what? I want to, I'm going to master it and I'm serious. I'm a perfectionist. So I'm going to play 10 hours a day. Okay, great. Let me know how the second day goes. <laughs> Maybe you get through 10 hours the first day. The second day you're like this, right? You can't move your fingers. And so you can't practice and you fucking hate the piano now. Right? Cause you're like, you associate with pain. That's what you're doing with the diets. You're, you're so overwhelming yourself that you can't even get yourself to start any weight loss plan now because subconsciously you're just freaking out about it. Right. Because you associate weight loss with, ah, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You don't even want to think about it, you know. And so, you know, let's take baby steps. And so the baby steps I suggest with Program Yourself Thin is one of the, the first thing is just pick your worst eating habit. What's the habit that shows up a number of times a week? Right. So binge eating at night. OK. And so what you do is you put all your energy into focusing on binge eating at night but on a solution-oriented way. So the first thing you gotta do to, to resolve the binge eating at night is you gotta understand it. You have, you're not gonna believe this probably, but you're not aware of your behaviors. You have a general idea, oh, I binge eat at night. Okay, great, why? Because uh, that's what I do. 
right? Okay. Well, so we need more detail. We need more data. What's going on? Is it an emotional thing? Is it that you're starving yourself all day and at night you're so hungry you can't control yourself? Is it that you're not nourishing yourself? Is it because you're tired? Is it because you're stressed out? I mean, there's just, there's so many reasons why it could be that if you don't know what the reasons are, how are you going to resolve it? Right? Because you have to understand it as a dieter, you've got one tool at your disposal that you've been using the whole time. It's willpower. Right. You use willpower. It's like you're, you know, you're walking, you're a doctor in a hospital and you got, a, you got a package of band-aids and you just keep walking room to room. Oh, you, you got, you got a, a flu. Here's a band-aid. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got a gunshot wound. Here's a band-aid. It's like, all you have is willpower. You're using willpower to just try and get yourself to, to do all this stuff. And it's not working because you're not designed to use willpower all the time. You're designed to be on autopilot. You're designed to just run programs that have been installed in your subconscious mind. The binge eating at night is a subconscious program. You didn't have it when you were born. You learned it along the way, and now you just do it automatically, just like brushing your teeth, right? You didn't born brushing your teeth. You got trained to do it, and now you just do it on autopilot. That's the secret to mastering your weight is to learn how to program your subconscious mind so that you automatically do the things that keep at your goal weight. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you, I'm sitting in front of you 30 years at the same way. I had one blip 12 years ago, um, but I haven't dieted at all, and I have done no working out. And I mean, I've done yoga, but, but it's like, it's such a gentle yoga. I'm not burning any calories at all. I've done no like consistent working out. I've got random shit here and there, but so, so what I've done is I've mastered my eating. I've mastered my lifestyle so that I automatically consistently am doing the things that keep me at my goal weight. I, I don't have to obsess about it every day. I'm kind of naturally doing the things automatically. I got my eating routines locked in. It feels like brushing my teeth, but I've got like 10, uh, 10 brushing my teeth habits. You know what I mean? Um, and they just run the same way. Right, because when you brush your teeth, you're not really thinking about it, right? You just you wake up, and next thing you know, there's a toothbrush in your mouth, right? You're getting ready to go to bed, and next thing you know, there's a toothbrush in your mouth. You're vaguely aware of it consciously, but it's primarily the subconscious process running. You see, that's what your eating is, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to fight it with your conscious willpower, and the part of your mind that runs your your willpower. I like to say this every day, but it's because it's so important. You've got two minds, right? You've got a conscious mind, a subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is the logical, rational part of yourself that knows you should lose weight, knows why you want to lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, and tries to get you to do it. This is where your willpower is. It's your prefrontal cortex. It's about 10% of your brain anatomically. The rest of your brain is your subconscious mind, and it runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And this is the part of your mind that's controlling your weight. And so what you're doing when you go on a diet is your and the other part of your subconscious mind is very energy efficient. It just runs on autopilot. The conscious part of your mind is very energy intensive. And so what you're trying to do when you lose weight is you're trying to use your conscious mind to fight against and repress your subconscious programming, right? So the example, you know, eight o'clock at night, you sit on the sofa, watch your favorite show and eat ice cream or snacks, right? And so you don't have to remember that, right? It's not like you have to sit there like, oh, I hope I remember to eat that. You just automatically remember it. Right. It's just it's just it's just like the toothbrushing thing. You just remember it. So now you're sitting on the sofa. And you're like, oh, let's get some ice cream. And they say, oh, no, 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 we can't. We're on a diet. Oh, oh, huh? OK. Well, hey, wait, wait it's 805 now. Why, why aren't we eating ice cream? No, no, because we're on a diet. Remember, <laughs> it's 810. Why are we eating ice cream? Because we're on a diet. Right. And so you keep this up as long as you can, you know, but it, it doesn't work out well because, again, this is an energy intensive part. It's hard to keep that up. This part just runs automatically. And what happens to most people is eventually they try and stop it, but then they get bored, sick, distracted, um, you know, unfocused, and this goes away. And then they just go back to eating the way they always did. So again, um, hey, Don, thanks a lot. Uh, TGIF, right? So, um, so again, the binge eating at night, it's really, I could sit here and tell you tactics, but I don't know your specific situation. So if it's an emotional reason, you know, what am I going to tell you? You know, we have to deconstruct it first. So first seek to understand the behavior. Okay. Awareness precedes change. 
Seek to understand the binge eating. So after you binge eat, instead of saying, oh, you bad person, you shouldn't have done that. Instead say, wait, what's going on there? I don't want to binge eat. I want to eat more moderately or not at all. That's my goal. And I want to do that because I want to feel better and all the rest of it. So what's going on there? What happened there? Because that's not what I want to do. And then we look at it. So, oh, I got real hungry. I was emotional or there was shit around the house and I couldn't stop myself. Whatever it is, then you say, what could I have done differently? If I go back in time, what's something I could have done different there? You see what I mean? And if you do this consistently for a month, you know, all of a sudden you have real genuine solutions and strategies to, to remove that habit and that behavior. And now you're way further down the path, you see? But what a different approach than just saying, okay, I'm going on a diet. I'm going to stop in, eat, binge eating tomorrow night. Okay, yeah, for a couple nights. Let me know how you're doing next week. Let me know how you're doing the next month. Because we all know the answer, don't we? And the reason you know that answer and the fact that you know that answer is this, you have that same feeling about yourself, which is to say you have no faith in yourself now that you can even do this. That's why, listen, my, my clients, if I had to describe them, they're almost always overthinkers. They're usually perfectionists. And what they're doing is they, they're in their head constantly thinking about losing weight, but they can't get themselves to do anything because they've tried all the diets. And the worst thing that can happen is, is they've had those experiences where they've lost a lot of weight. And then they put it back on. And most people can only deal with that a couple times before. Now they link losing weight with failure as well. And now they're, they're fucked, <laughs> basically. They can't get themselves to start anything. They're just sitting in their head spinning around how they want to lose weight all day long, but they're not losing any weight. And where are you at? How much weight have you lost since January? How much weight have you lost since last year at this time? You know, and, and I don't say it to be an asshole. I say it to just clarify that, you know, all that thinking about it is not motivation and your strategies that you have in front of you clearly are not working because in program yourself, the people in the program, they, they want to do these things because it's fun. It's interesting. It's exciting. It's like a puzzle where there's so many levels to work on. It's not just dieting willpower, deprive myself, force myself to eat different. That's such a shitty way to, to change, you know? And so there's other ways to do it that are so much better. And, and so, by the way, I, I want to make this point. Um, if you're not in my world at all, like, because I'm just here talking about this stuff and I hope, I hope you're getting some value out of it, but this is the tip of the iceberg. Go to my bio and get that hypnosis session. I give you a free hypnosis session. It's called the New Thin Me. It's a weight loss kickstart session for you. It helps you clarify what your ideal goal body is and it helps you connect to it. And through that process, you're going to feel motivated and excited and inspired. And once you feel that way, you're gonna notice that you tend to automatically make healthier food choices. Right? So I want you to experience that. And then I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. Please watch it. I break this whole thing down, it's about a half hour, but I'll give you the three steps, the three pillars of, of weight mastery. And once you understand that you have a much different concept and understanding of how to master your weight, I guarantee you don't have it. <laughs> like I'm just gonna be blunt, you, you, you don't have it, that's why you're struggling. And this would be a big step forward for you if you watch it. All right, I'm going to get to question. I'm going to go faster now, too. I talk too much, right? I know that. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, Tony says, yeah, I've been doing fast weight loss for 17 years. Now I'm ready to do it your way, the easy way. Uh, I love that. I love that, the easy way. It really is the easy way. Um, because it's the easy way because we make it the easy way. You know, most people subconsciously dieters, they want the hard way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you to ask, be fucking honest with yourself. You want it to be hard because you associate the harder it is, the faster your results are gonna be. I know you do. <laughs> and you have to break that off. You have to stop that and start asking yourself. Cause it all, you know, most of our thinking comes down to questions we're asking that we're not even aware of. And your questions are always like, how can I lose the weight? How can I lose the weight fast? How can I lose the weight? I just wanna lose the weight. I just wanna, how can I lose the weight? 
right? And so I would suggest being asking, first of all, not just about losing weight. So in programming yourself, then the first shift is in the goal you're chasing. Um, stop chasing weight loss. You don't want to lose weight. You've lost weight. You put it back on. Are you great? Are you happy that you lost the weight? See, see, the weight loss is not the goal. The goal is to live at your goal weight forever. I don't know if this, this is, it's not the same thing. It's completely different. And it's a much more specific, accurate description of your goal. You don't just want to lose weight because I know you've lost weight and then you put it back on. So are you happy you lost weight? Or are you disappointed and frustrated you put the weight back on? So the weight loss is not it. We want to get back to our goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the goal. And you have to articulate a very specific, accurate goal because your subconscious mind's a servo mechanism. It's going to aim at whatever you're asking. And so as you start articulating, I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. Okay. Well, now if that's the goal, that changes everything. You're not going to be able to starve yourself to do that because that's not a long-term strategy. You're not going to be able to do that forever. Okay. And so we start asking better questions. How can I lose weight easily and comfortably? I know you don't have that answer, but you're never asking that question. It's possible. I do it. A lot of my clients do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they weren't able to do it, right? So it's not, it's just, it's, it's a transformation that it happens from how you're thinking in your head. You know, that's awesome, Tanya. I love hearing that. Yeah. What are the easiest full meal for people who don't like cooking a meal? Um, banana, et cetera. Um, easiest full meal for people who don't like cooking. I don't like cooking a meal. So again, that's up to you because I could sit here and tell you the easiest meal, but what if you don't like it? You know what I mean? So what would be the point of it? Um, I would, I would kind of challenge you. I like the question, but I've been asking, what's the easiest thing that, what's the easiest, most satisfying meal that I can create for myself that's in my calorie ranges, that's okay enough, right? You don't got to love it. I eat salads every day for lunch during, during the week. Um, I, I love that I eat them. I don't love eating them, if that makes sense. You know, it, it's okay. I don't hate them in any way. Um, they're, they're somewhat neutral, I would say. A little bit over neutral. You know, I, they're okay. Uh, I like them enough. But I love the fact that I eat them. <laughs> so I hope that makes sense. Uh, so for you, you know, what do you want to eat? You know what I mean? We, so here's some general guidelines of what you want to eat. You know, whole foods, right? So vegetables, fruits, greens, beans, I would suggest you build it around. You know, this is like the most obvious weight loss secret that gets covered up because there's so much money with processed foods and, and shit foods, you know? But the real answer for, for most people is going to be a plant-based diet. I mean, that's the answer. We've been eating plant-based foods for millions of years, all of us. No paleo people. You, you, you know paleo people that come out of that study, they're consuming 130 grams of fiber a day, you know? You have to understand, if it, when I don't know, don't get mad at me, carnivore people, okay? But it's like the idea that there's just societies just eating meat. I don't know. You know I know there's a couple, you know, Eskimo, you know, populations that just live on whale blubber and whales, but the majority of the human population has been living on plant-based foods. And, you know, if you can eat them and, and they don't, you know, tear your insides apart, that has been an absolute magic bullet for me. The most magical thing in the world is the fact that I eat so many vegetables. Now, I became a vegetarian like 25 years ago, and that was really helpful. But the biggest shift I ever had is I started, I was a vegetarian, but I wasn't the healthiest vegetarian. And about, I don't know, five, six years ago now, um, I really started adding more beans and more nutrient density and variety into my body in the form of more greens, more beans, more vegetables, more fruits. And that was an absolute game changer, an absolute game changer. The biggest reason being fiber. Fiber is the number one thing that's missing from the standard American diet because it doesn't process well. 
And so they just strip it all out of the processed foods. But the fiber in fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, it stays in your intestines and makes you feel satisfied. So fiber is really important. And it was an absolute miracle to me. I mean, like it, it lowered my hunger so much. I, I can't believe it because I started, I shifted my lunch. I was consuming less calories with the salad. So I was like, I'm going to be hungrier. Nope. I was way more satisfied for the first time, literally in my life. I didn't, I wasn't hungry in the afternoon. I didn't snack in the afternoon at all. I went into dinner. I wasn't even that hungry. It, it's unbelievable. So if you can eat, if you like vegetables at all, and even if you don't, I, I just feel like that's your secret weapon if you can eat them. I know some people have issues with, with certain vegetables and stuff, but I don't know. The more vegetables and beans you put in yourself, the easier. So, but but again, um, I don't know how to say it, D, DRP3. Um, ask yourself. I want you to challenge yourself. What's the easiest thing for me, for me, that I like, that fits my calorie ranges, and that um, you know w w would work for me? Um, supper equals rice, potatoes, plus meat. Yeah, I mean, and then potatoes are fine depending on how you're cooking them. Rice, I would I would take it easy and I'd switch it up with others, grains, you know, there's farro, quinoa, um, mix it up a little bit. Potatoes, I'd mix up the potatoes with some other vegetables, you know, and then the meat, I'm fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, Don says early bird today. Yeah, yeah, I started up early. Um, <laughs> Sarah said you just described me exactly. Yep. It, I know, Sarah, it, I, I love, I'm so glad you joined the program, Sarah. I really am. I, I'm it's funny because I, I know I know you were telling me because you were in another coaching program. And I I knew this would be different for you, but um, I'm really glad you did because you're just you're the ter perfect type of person to be in this program. I think. Does this Jim's way is easy? It really is. That's the point. It's meant to be easy, right? I and mean, we're setting it up that way. Um, Vicky says I no longer want to lose weight. I want to become someone who thinks and lives like a thin person. I love that. That's a brilliant shift and a very very effective and powerful one. So that that's awesome, Vicky. I love hearing that. Um, Don says, I'm pescatarian. Do I do seafood and eggs? No meat for me, and I feel so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a pescatarian too. Um, and I get less and less on the seafood the longer I go, you know. It's, um, you know, everyone's got to make their own food choices, but I think that, I mean, honestly, like, like when I moved away from land-based animals like 20, 25 years ago, uh, a lot of it, there, there was a, a bit of ethical stuff. A big part of it, though, much more of it really was Back then, there really wasn't much meat substitute. So if you stopped eating meat, you really cut out so much. I looked at like what I ate, and I ate meat every single day multiple times. I, I was as much of a meat eater as you could be, you know, short of a, a literal carnivore, um, some practicing that. But I, I ate meat every single day of my life, multiple times. And um, moving away from that, for me, one of the big reasons was, like, well, if I stop eating meat, that gets rid of a lot of the calories. Right, because I love like meatball grinders, you know, chicken parm, you know, just everything I ate. Yeah, it had meat, but it was just smothered with calories as well. And I'm like, if I get rid of the meat, it's gonna eliminate a lot of that stuff. So it made it easier. Now it's different because there's a lot of meat substitutes. And you still eat the same shit, so you gotta be careful of that. But um, another piece of it was you just the whole farming thing. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, if you're eating a lot of meat, you know, it, it's not. I have no problem with like natural meat because, you know, back in the olden days, like a thousand years ago, olden days, you know, if you went and shot, it killed an animal and ate it, that animal was a nutrient aggregator. You know, if you, if you shot a deer, that deer is roaming 300 square miles and it's, it's eating all these different, you know, plants and, and things. And now when you eat the meat, it's this nutrient aggregator. But now, you know, you're, you might be eating a cow or a chicken that's kept in you know conditions that aren't great they got a lot of stress hormones they got a lot of antibiotics and medications in them their diet's completely unnatural and so then you're eating that you know and so if i compare that nutrition to you know plant-based nutrition which is 
you know, it was, I don't know. So to me, that just made more sense. But everyone's got to make their own decisions. But there I am with the seafood now, too. I mean, now there's mercury issues, pollution issues. So I kind of cut down on the, the seafood. I eat big fish just occasionally. Um, I eat clams every week, um, smaller fish, you know, I'm moving towards sockeye salmon, you know, things like that. But again, everyone's got their diet philosophies. And so I'm not here to convince you any of that stuff. And I always say program yourself things really diet agnostic. You know, um, I, I help people that are carnivore, keto. I, I'll help people with any plan they want to follow because it's not up to me to tell you how to eat. You're going to have to decide that for yourself. You know, all the diets work. And that's the thing you have to understand. Every diet works if you follow and it resonates with you. And there's always outliers too. So like, you can't just look at it and say, oh, someone's like, oh, I lost 20 pounds this month. Oh, what? tell me what you did. You know, yeah, hear what they did, but then bounce it off. Is that going to resonate with you? Because sometimes we get so, oh, I'm going to do that, you know, but it's like, that might not be the plan for you, you know? And I don't think people think this way because they get so desperate. So anyways, I think it's helpful to, um, you know, it's important that you build it around what, what you want to do. Um, Dr. P3, I love fruits. Is there such a thing as too much fruit per day? I love fruit. Uh, is there too much thing as too much fruit? Uh, I guess, I, I mean, I always feel like there's too much anything, you know, it seems like, but uh, so I don't know. I couldn't answer that question because everybody's different. That's another thing too. I always say like, it's very eye-opening to me when I learned about um, lactose intolerance because like almost all Asians are lactose intolerance. A huge percentage of African-Americans are lactose intolerance. And it's just because they didn't grow up with cow milk. You, you know what I mean? Like they haven't, they haven't had that. So they haven't evolved the genetics to digest it. And um, that just makes me think, you know, sometimes... Our bodies are so different, like genetically, um, our environment and what we get used to eating. And so that's why I feel like, again, going back to the idea that you have to figure out what works for you. Like, like what works for me is going to be different than other people. And so I think, you know, it's a little harder in the sense because you got to figure it out, right? Of course, we just want to give me the plan. I'll just follow it. But if you take the time to figure out what, which foods satisfy you, which foods make you feel like shit, you know, which foods make you feel alive and healthy, it, it's there's no clear thing. You know, what I mean? if there was, it'd be easy, but there's really not. Some people can't eat broccoli, right? It, so it's like there's even with plant stuff. So so we're all so unique, and I think you should honor that and walk this and recognize this is a path to figure out what works for me, what satisfies me most, what what do I enjoy the flavor of most, um, what do I have the most control over eating? It, you know, all of this stuff taken into account. Um, yeah, Sarah's, I love it. Making such good progress. I know you are, Sarah. I, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure working with you in the program. I love it. Um, which I never talk about, you know, folks, if, if if you're not in the program and you're thinking about weight loss, like like in a serious level, did I just invite someone? <laughs> There's all these, these things here. But if you're really serious about, about taking on your weight, um, you know, you should check out the program because at this point here, and I don't know how much long this is going to go for because even right now we're, we're, we're still got a ways to go, but, um, I, I keep the program, the program right now it's you coach, like I coach with you, you know, there's a lot of parts of the program, but, um, we, twice a week we have coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday. And right now you get to work with me, literally we get on a zoom call and, and I will, I keep the group small so I can spend, you know, an amount of time with you, get to know you, understand your situation and help guide you in the right direction. And so if, um, you know, if you're really serious, you should get into it. Because again, I, well, I'm going on vacation. When I get back, I start advertising. I start testing ads. And it's just, it's going to go up. Right now, it's just, it's a low price. I know it may not seem like, I don't know, money's relative. You understand that. Um, but it, it is going to go up because, again, I, I can only have so many people in the program because I literally coach you, you know. 
Um, there's a version of the program without coaching too, which is better than nothing. But it, you know, I would strongly suggest you get the coaching part if you're going to think about the program. Because um, working with me is, is probably one of the most powerful things you can do. I, I will tell you that. And I, this is no time for me to be, you know, falsely humble. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I, I really kind of know this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I can really move you forward in dramatic ways. So anyways, yeah, if you're, um, if you're interested in that, check it out. Um, Don says, I just decided why I don't just eat the same as the meat sources, veggies. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's, that's a good way to look at it, right? That's so true. Um, fructose is the only sugar that gets metabolized exclusively in the liver. Avoid too much fruit. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it's a slow metabolism though. You know what I mean? Like here's the thing, right? So sugar, like when you eat sugar, table sugar, it's glucose and fructose, right? It's two types of sugar. The fructose goes to your liver. The glucose goes into your bloodstream. And so that sugar is not good because like that sugar is, is absorbed into your blood quick. Right. And so if we eat too much sugar, you know, half of that goes to your liver, but it's quick because it's digested very quick. Um, fructose from fruit is binded to fiber. And so it's a much slower absorption rate. And so natural fruit is not the same that fructose. I consider them different. You know what I mean? And, and they've done studies on this. It absorbs a lot slower. So, yes, there can be a lot of fructose in it, but it seems like it's absorbed in a different way than the like sugar. You know, and it's this tsunami effect is really that that's the big piece of it that, you know, just like a tsunami. Well, it's my town. I don't even talk about tsunami. We've had flooding in, in my area for last month here and we got four inches of rain in one afternoon. OK, so if you get four inches of rain in an afternoon, it's so much it overwhelms the system and bus pumps and, and overwhelms things. If you get four inches of, of rain in a week, the systems can handle it. It's a lot, but the systems handle it. And so that's the big problem with sugar is that we consume it and it's in this granulated form. And so it's absorbed real quick and creates this tsunami effect, even if it's half of it goes to the liver. And so it overwhelms the liver. This is what leads to fatty liver disease primarily. And then the fructose, again, it's 100 percent fructose, but it's binded to fiber. So it's a much slower release. And again, a lot of things I've seen, you know, the, the fructose, the liver is able to handle that slow release of, of fructose, you know, but again, we can overdo anything, you know, um, and different fruits are different. You know, I don't, I wouldn't want to load up on a bag of grapes. You know, I wouldn't want to eat a box of raisins or, or uh, dates, you know, um, but some, some, some fruits are different, but again, everyone's got their unique thing again, and you got to take it into account based on your situation. Right. Um, Eric says, love the calls. Yeah, Eric, you're doing awesome too. So I, that's what I'm saying. We got a real great group right now. I'm really, it, it's so fun doing those calls, isn't it? And that's another thing too. Like I would say, because I know, um, you know, people say, well, you know, I've been in other coaching programs and it's kind of boring is to say the same thing, you know, and then new people come in and just hear the same thing over and over. Um, when I'm working with people, I'm very aware, like if I'm going to spend some time with someone, everything I'm talking about is always relevant to the group. And a lot of what I'm doing is conversational hypnosis. So I don't like to just give information. I like to give it in a way that it's actually impacting you. And so even while you're listening to me speak to someone else, uh, a lot of the things that I'm saying are, are said in ways that are going to be helpful as well to you, you know, for, for a number of reasons. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, Eric. I'm glad you're enjoying them. Um, yep, yep. Fructose does not get used by the muscles like other sugars do. Yeah, every every cell in your body can use glucose, right? So they can use that as a form of energy, um, but not not the fructose. So the liver has to has to take care of the fructose in your in your body. Um, I agree with you. Fruits work for me. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm eating more fruit. World Health Organization says the number one thing that would prevent um, 
I forget. I'm going to blank up how I say this. Let me see this. Let me, I, I want to say it correctly. Because it's something, I don't want to say something like, mm, I'm just, I'm blanking on it. I can't remember now, but anyways, like it was, it was the world health organization, like their, their number one recommendation to improve people's health, preventable death. Thank you. Their, their number one, um, uh, suggestion to, to reduce preventable death was to eat more fruit right across the globe. Um, now again, that, that's, that's, you know, again, to you, Vicky, everyone's got different situations. So you, you know, if you're in a situation where that wouldn't apply to you, you, you ought to know that <laughs> don't just, you know, don't think there's some guy on TikToks, you know what I mean? Over, over what your doctor said, please. Um, but again, world health organization, do you know what I mean? If they're saying that, so that, that's something that's inspired me. I have been working to implement more fruit into my diet. And one way I've done that, by the way, I'll share this is that, um, for me, like if I'm going to snack, right, then I don't want a snack. I like to eat three meals a day and, and strategize around that. I want to I want to figure out what, what breakfast gets me to lunch, what lunch gets me to dinner, and what dinner gets me to the following breakfast. That, that's my goal. And I'm there most of the time. But sometimes I got a case of the hungries, and so I'm hungry in between there. And so I tell myself, if I'm hungry and I'm going to snack, it's going to be a piece of fruit. And so that, that's just a deal I make with myself. And, and that's been working well. And I really, you know, I'm just working in general to eat more different types of fruits. That's something I'm going to do. I'm going to, I was thinking, um, uh, making some videos like a fruit of the week or something. Again, p please, everyone join my email list. Like get that because I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff through my email. Um, actually, that's something I got going. I'm going to be working on that right when I get off of here is if you're not on my email list, I've got a program I'm going to send out to everyone on my email list today. It's a seven-day mindset program, um, and it's delivered right through your email, right? So it's an email lessons, seven days, and they're wicked good, you know? And then um, there's questions on the end to kind of help you think about things. You know, if you want to take it a step further, you can journal it out and, and write for things. But um, it, even just reading these things, again, it'll 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 help you train your mindset, but I'm going to send that out to my email list. So again, just go get the hypnosis session. I email you every day. I'm, I'm telling you, like, listen, I got the Robin Hood model of, of business, which is the, in my book, the, the ultimate model um, where, you know, I, I have coaching, you know, I have private coaching that, that's, you know, you know, but again, money's relative, you know, someone sit here and say it's 25 grand, you know? And so for some people that that's just what they do. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what they can commit to. Um, but the, again, the program I'm talking about, you know, whatever, that's a lot more real, real you know, uh, doable for people. But anyways, the, the point being that, uh, I give everything away for free too. Uh, I can't give a coaching away for free because at my time, I only have so much of it, but, um, yeah, if you get, get on my email list, again, I give you hypnosis sessions. I give you that training. I email you every day. It's a program I used to charge for. I just give it to you. And I think it, it's really good. Uh, all important good stuff every day, supportive encouragement, helping on this path. And then this new training I'm giving you, but I'm always giving you more and more stuff, you know, so go do that. Um, for people with insulin resistance and metabolic issues, low GI vegetables is much better than fruit. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. But again, you gotta know yourself, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's true. You know, it's like even understand your body. Like I'll give you an example. Like, like I have high cholesterol and, um, there's, it's genetic. There's, that's just what it is, <laughs> you know, cause I'm practically a vegan. And so, uh, you know, the fact that my cholesterol would be 250, right. It's just, this is what it is. So, you know, when you just approach cholesterol in the early phases, 
you know what you're always how you can change your diet right because that applies to most people but then there's this small subset of people with high cholesterol it's just genetic there's nothing you're doing about it you know and the only option you have is to take medicine you know to lower it or to let it be elevated you know and that's a choice you can go whatever direction you want to go with it but um it's stuff that you wouldn't believe right because again the conventional wisdom that the truth for most people is that you uh you just change your diet or you eat more fruit right but but there's always a, a, a percentage of people outlier percentage perhaps even um that that's not going to work for so again you got to take into account what works for you and i'm a big fan of like there's no right or wrong with stuff i think you want to test things out you know so for me with the cholesterol i spent years changing different things um you know, I, I did drop even a little bit more weight. That didn't change it. One year I stopped eating eggs completely because I was like, maybe that's it. Didn't change it at all. Um, one year I started exercising more. That changed it a little bit. Uh, so, so I tested all these different things out and then I would test the numbers, right? And so I think that's a good strategy. You, you can't just take like someone said something and oh, that's now that's what I believe. You know, I, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know if that always works, right? Especially if you're not getting the results you want. Um, Dr. P3, explain overview how your hypnosis work, please. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about the program, so I'll talk a little bit about that. And um, I'll do that for two reasons. One is to kind of give you a sense of it. And if it's a good fit, go check it out and potentially join. The other one is just to give you a concept of what a genuine, comprehensive approach to weight mastery would look like. And I say this because I think you're going to realize just how lacking your weight loss strategy is and how lacking the diets are. And I say this because... If you're struggling to lose weight, it's not because you have no willpower. It's not because you're a bad person or a food addict or all the rest of it. It's almost always because you have no strategy. You, you have no real strategy of how to change it. You don't know what to do. Um, and primarily, you don't know how to change your mindset. Okay, so that's really what Program Yourself Thin is all about. So um, the main components of Program Yourself Thin, it's an eight-week course. And the, the main core of the program is the Program Yourself Thin technique. Okay, this is a self-hypnotic programming technique. It's very, very simple. Uh, it takes a minute or two. You do it every night. Okay, this becomes a process you do forever. This is the the most important piece. This is like brushing your teeth, right? You can't brush your teeth really good once a month, right? You need to brush them every day. That's just something you got to buy into if it's going to work. This is the same thing. This one two minute technique, and it's really two techniques: it's a redo technique and a rehearsal technique. And this is the cornerstone because you use this every day to program your own subconscious mind. And so this is very important. When it comes to hypnosis, it, it comes down, remember that saying, um, you know, give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime. That's what I'm talking about here. Hypnosis, me giving you hypnosis sessions and hypnotizing you in an office, working with you directly, sessions, listen to them. I've not seen that to be effective overall because if, it, you have to constantly, you have to know what you're doing because you're in your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day. You are your own best or worst hypnotist. So I can put these ideas in your head, but you will override them ultimately if you don't change what you're thinking, what you're programming yourself with. So I think that's the most important piece. And it's super easy. You know, I show you how to do it. And I work with you through the program to really master it, but that's the cornerstone. Okay, but now we get to the hypnosis because the hypnosis is very powerful, but I believe it's powerful as a supplement. I don't think it, it's going to do the job totally. I, you can get short-term results with hypnosis, no doubt. But I think long-term... I think it's dangerous because what think about it, you say, well, okay, this person's saying something magical and now I'm just different, you know? And so it's like, as long as it works, cool. But at some point it doesn't work. Sometimes you make a mistake. Say, ah, now it just doesn't work anymore. You see? So that's why when you understand how to program yourself, you don't deal with that. You always know, um, you always have the ability to kind of self-correct. Okay. But the hypnosis piece. So the hardest part of change is remembering to change, right? So I know 
that you're going to look at your phone tomorrow morning when you wake up. And when you do, in the, when you're in my program, you're going to see a message from me. And it's going to be there every morning for the eight weeks. And you're going to click on it. It's going to bring you to a five-minute hypnosis session. You listen to this five-minute session. Every day, it's a different session, right? So it's 57 in the morning. Each one's a different one. Five minutes. You relax. You calm down. And you hear all this positive stuff. Each one has a weight loss mantra in it. And we stack them up. This helps you develop a thin and healthy mindset. So you think like a thin and healthy person. So that's the morning one. Then at night, you get home. You get another message from me. It says, hey, make sure you do the PYT technique. And here's a link to the sleep gnosis session. Sleep gnosis session, you get one of these a week, right? And this is a 10-minute session. And the reason is you want to listen to this because this has a core weight loss mantra in it. And so you listen to this each night for the week as you go to sleep or there's two versions of it. One has a countout and one doesn't. And so if you want to listen to earlier in the night and then go about the rest of your night, you listen to the countout. Um, and if you uh, want to just go to bed, you listen to it and then just go to sleep and there's no countout. And you're hearing this core weight loss mantra. Very, very powerful. Again, helping you really install this this new mindset. So all in all, you get 67 hypnosis sessions. So again, even if you're just looking at hypnosis programs, you go find me a, a hypnosis program that's got 67 uh, sessions in it, right? Just different ones. And that's not including the hypnosis library. It was another 25 sessions, the hypnotic lap band session, um, you know, how to relax, all these these great ones too. But the program itself, you want to, each day you want to listen to this, you know? And so it's little bite-sized pieces because in the program, we always say like it's consistency over intensity. What a different idea when it comes to weight loss, right? Because usually with weight loss diets, people are way more intense over focusing on consistency. So when you start focusing on consistency, it's easy. You know, you start each day, it's relaxed, it's calm. You start looking forward to it. And that's that's profound. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, right. And Sarah says, even, yeah, when you're through the day and you realize you're tense, which your sensitivity when you're getting tense improves as you improve your relaxation. See, you know, it's funny. We were talking about this yesterday, right? That um, this program, like at the core of it, what we're looking to do is this is calm weight loss. Right. If you think about how you're approaching your weight loss, your diets, if you look below the surface, you're very tense and stressed and frustrated and worried and anxious and deprived. Right. There's all these very stressful anxiety induced emotions, which that's your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight or freeze nervous system. And that's always activated when you're trying to lose weight. Not a good nervous system to have activated when you want to create changes and eat better. <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to learn to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest, your pause and plan, your calm nervous system, which, by the way, allows the brain, the, the blood to go from your body up to your brain so you can think more clearly and resourcefully. So anyways, so that's the hypnosis session piece of it. And then I teach you the program yourself thin technique. And then there is a weight mastery workbook. There's three pillars to mastering your weight. And I put them in the shape of a pyramid to indicate the importance of them. The first level is mindset, the most important piece, then lifestyle, then eating. And I put a, a pyramid shape. Most people just focus on the eating. It's like trying to build a house from the roof down. It's not effective. So what we want to do is we want to get your mindset in the right place. Now, this is where I got a bone to pick because you, you start to hear these words. Now they're kind of buzzwords. I don't need a diet. I need a lifestyle change. I don't need to diet. I need to change my mindset. Weight Watchers does this shit with the mindset stuff. And it's like, or mindfulness even. And it's like, it's just these slight little superficial things. They just say this stuff. But how do you do it? What are the nuts and bolts of changing a lifestyle? What do you even mean by lifestyle, right? So in Program Yourself Thin, right, there's eight specific habits I show you how to install. And you say, eight habits, oh, that sounds like a lot. Well, I know, but I'm all about practicality. So I show you one habit that encompasses six of those. It takes about a minute or two, you know? So again, it's about real, real practical solutions. And then even the, the mindset piece is six categories we go through. 
you know, and, and we figure that out. So that's a workbook. It's a 60 page workbook. You fill in the blank. But what ends up happening is you end up having your literal weight mastery blueprints that are designed for you. Right. And so these become the roadmaps you follow for the rest of your life to master your weight. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that, that's the program in a nutshell. There's some bonuses. I give you like a sleep at will program. There's a comfortable yoga program. I give you a bunch of stuff as well, but that's the big stuff. And then the coaching, you know, and that, that's honestly, that's the most valuable thing in the whole program right now to, to get that coaching for that price at this point is, um, yeah, it's the deal of the century. And I, I tell you that now, cause I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, w I don't think, I don't think it's going to be much longer. I, I would imagine certainly by the end of the year, it, it'll be twice the price. I just, I will do that because there's just, I'm going to start advertising. There's going to be more people in it, you know? Um, so I tell you that now, but to work for me for that for eight weeks is just the, the deal of the century. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so anyways, go check it out. Yeah. You can see it at programyourselfthin.com. You can learn about it, um, and sign up if you, if you want to. Um, and if you go and get the, uh, go get the hypnosis session and watch the training I talk about at the end of that training as well. Um, all this is accessible in your iPhone. Oh yeah. That, Cause I, I know, you know what I mean? Again, I have to make this easy. Um, I know you're always looking at your phone. So yeah, I deliver it through an app right on your phone. Um, yeah, the cost of it right now, that's a thousand dollars, um, to work with me. Um, there's a, there's a version without working with me that, um, again, if, if you can't get any, you know, if you can't get the, the one we want, just absolutely impossible. Jeez, it gets a storm here. Um, then, then you get that one. Okay. But, but, you know, I really strongly, if you, if you can do it, the, the coaching with me is, it's a hundred times worth the value. I, I, I can't even, can't even explain it. You know, it's, um, like I said, yeah, it's 25 grand to work with me privately. And, you know, we do a call yesterday, you know, I spent, I spent like half an hour, 40 minutes with a person, you know? So it's, it's like, I really, I can understand your situation and, um, and help you a lot. So I know, I mean, money's just all relative, you know? So for somebody else, Oh, but you know, it's a lot, but to me, it's like, I think I, you know, just, I'm going to talk about the money for a second and, and I don't know, don't, don't, no one get offended by this. Cause I know some people, if, if you're struggling financially, I respect that. I have all free stuff for you. Okay. So, so I get that. My, my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. Um, but you know, when it comes to the, how we value our health, I think it's, you know, it's just one of those things we're taught to undervalue our health. There's so much money. I think what makes the economy go round is the most people being overweight, unhealthy and unhappy. I think that's what powers the economy. And so I think we're, we're trained and conditioned to undervalue our health. And you know, so it's all thousand dollars. It's like, well, what'd you spend on your phone? <laughs> I mean, at the end of your life, how much will you have spent on cell phones? Tens of thousands of dollars. And then how much will you have spent on your health and your, your happiness and your weight and all that, you know, what a couple gym memberships, a couple diet programs, you know, it's like, you know, there's a thing Cal Newport talks about. I, I always thought this was great. Cal Newport wrote a book called Deep Work, and he talks about the grand gesture. And, you know, listen, we live in a society where money talks, bullshit walks. And, um, you know, you, you invest in what you value. You know, if your car breaks down today, you're going to find the money to get a new car tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, like no question, because it was his why, because you have a mindset for it. You know, and when it comes to investing in yourself, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and it's like, it's important to see it for what it is because, you know, I, and if you don't know my story, we, um, yeah, Katarina says, yeah, investing in self, right? Oh yeah. So Erica's in the program. I spent so much more than a thousand over the years on dumb diets and meal plans. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there's that too, which is the shittiest feeling, you know, cause this program, 
it's not a meal plan. Like I, I would never, I always say this to people that like I could easily create a diet and just, it would just be my meal, what I eat all week. And I could just, I could sell that. I would never do that because I would never just tell you what I do. That's the problem. Like I always say, you could take every diet ever. You could take every workout plan ever and you could put them into one bucket to describe them. And this is why you have not succeeded and will never succeed with a diet or workout. They are all just telling you what to do. And then it's up to you to what? Just use your willpower to force yourself to follow it. You never learn how to get yourself to do what you're supposed to do. I mean, there's, I'm not saying there's no programs that do that, but there's almost no programs that do that. And this is probably the only one I I always, I feel like I, I feel in a very unique void in the waste loss world is everyone's telling you what to do and I'm showing you how to get yourself to do it. And so in that sense, it's very unique. And again, when I coach you through it, you see that because, you know, I always love, I love telling people when they join the program, the most value I'm going to offer you is when you're feeling like shit, when you feel discouraged and frustrated, when you overeat, when you feel down, that's the most value I can offer. So I'm going to be right there and I'm going to show you how to turn that around. You know, like what else is going to do that? That's why, you know, I, I'll give you an example of what I mean. I did a, uh, a number of years now, but I did a program called the Elite Body and I interviewed the, some of the top f- fitness trainers, personal trainers, nutritionists on the internet, right? The, the, worldwide known, Tom Venuto, John Benson, um, all these big, big names, um, Sh- uh, Sean Phillips, all these guys. And so I would always talk to him about, you know, the strategies first and then I always get into motivation. And I remember t- I was talking to Craig Ballantyne. He'd written Turbulence t- Training at the time. It was like one of the top selling fitness programs. I said, what do you do when you have a client who's not motivated? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, whatever you mean. Well, when you have a client who's not motivated, how do you, what do you do with that? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. What are you talking about? And I was like, what the, what am I, <laughs> what's going on here? We had had a good conversation up then. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, no, well, when someone's not motivated, what do you do? He's like, I don't know. He's like, when they're motivated, they come, they are motivated when they come to see me. I was like, holy shit. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> right. So I made me realize, yeah, a personal trainer, it's like you have to be motivated to even go see them. Right. So I'm like, what the, f-? and I, I knew I was kind of joking, but it's like, I'm one of the very few people that's working with people when they're not motivated. You know what I mean? And to me, that's what makes what I'm doing so practical. Right. Because I've spent 20 years, really 30 years personally, 20 years professionally. How do you get someone? to become motivated when they're not. And what it all comes down to is their mindset. How are they thinking about things? You know, what strategies and techniques and tools do they have at their disposal? Most people don't have very any, you know? And the irony is that it's simple. Like you're already doing it. You're already hypnotizing yourself. You're already programming yourself. You don't realize it. And so as you start to realize it, it's, it's awareness and you can't take that away. And so the program really, it changes the way you think about things. And so I think that's what makes it so unique because diets don't change the way you think about things. It's you just trying to force yourself to follow that plan, you know? Um, but they don't, the diets don't show you how to reduce your cravings for unhealthy foods. The diets don't show you how to stay motivated when you make a mistake, right? Like I teach specific examples and techniques of how to deal with that. And so in my opinion, that's the most important thing too. You know, um, yeah, we, we live in a sick, a sick care system in America. Yeah. Sick care. It's true. Right. And I, I love, I love doctors. I mean, I, and I like, listen, oh, so I, let me speak to that real quick. Um, is that I think the obesity conspiracy is really, there's three main players. There's the food companies, which are really the cigarette companies. You know, you know this, I'm going to say this, um, just so you can see what, what situation we're in. 
But a lot of the big food companies are literally the cigarette companies. You know, did you know Nabisco and RJR Reynolds are literally merged to the same company now? The parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris, right? They're literally that, right? So they're looking to make the most addictive product possible and use the most aggressive marketing they possibly can to get you addicted to their products. So that's one part of it. The next problem is the diets, right? And I said, the diets, why would that be part of the obesity? Because most of the big diets you know of are owned by the big food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company that owns uh, Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. You know? Do you really think they don't want you to you really think they don't want you to eat their food? You really think they want you to lose weight and be healthy? You know? Again, I always joke, if they buy a program yourself then and blast out to the world, I'll take it back. Cause I'd be very surprised though, because all of a sudden you'd have a whole lot of people not eating that bullshit because they wouldn't want to eat it. Um, and then the third one is the medical establishment. And again, I, I love doctors. I think they're, they're good hearts. I, I do believe that. But I also believe it's a, it's a profit model built off of treating symptoms and not looking for cures. I mean, I don't think anyone could argue with that. Because we will, you know, if you've gone to the doctor overweight, uh, you know, they're just like, well, you should lose some weight. I'll give you, I, I went in, I told you I, I've been the same way for 30 years, but I did have a blip there 12 years ago when things got away from me a little bit in life. Um, and I, I went back to, so, but, but I, I took care of it. I went back to the doctor like six months later, a year later, whatever. And I, and I dropped the weight and the doctor goes, what, what the hell did you, what'd you do? How'd you do it? You know, it's like, you're like, yeah, no clue. You know what I mean? So, so I, I mean, doctors are doing what they're doing, but let's be honest. I mean, doctors are usually taught to prescribe medication and they don't have the first sense really of how to help you lose weight. Honestly, you know, even the obesity doctors, to be honest, because they'll tell you what to do again. And, and, you know, there's just very few people that have really consistently worked. How do you get someone from here struggling with their weight in all these ways and move them to a place where they're really in control of it? You know, and it's just, there aren't a lot of people, a lot of people doing that. You know, they don't even have that focus or goal. So that's what makes it so unique. Um, yeah, health is extremely important. Yeah. So anyways, that's what I meant to say. Like my, my story really starts, my dad died when he was 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. And so that was really the beginning of my journey. I knew it had to do with his weight and his, and his lifestyle. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never gonna do that to my kids. You know, 10 years later, I was 50 pounds overweight. I was binge drinking, you know, all the rest of it. And it was just a miracle. I, I learned a lot of this stuff and I utilized it and I held onto it and really dove into it. And, um, it changed not just because I always say like you want to wrap your weight loss in personal development. And so it wasn't just that I lost weight. I, I transformed as a person and I really learned how to work with my mind and my body in a very powerful way to become the person I wanted to be. One aspect of that was weighing what I want, but there was a lot of other benefits as well. But yeah, it's, it's health, right? So like for me, it's like, I, I don't want to die at 54, you know? And so, so yeah, we talk about a thousand dollars. It's like, it may sound like a lot, but it, it's like, what, it's for what though? You know, some people pay a thousand dollars a month for health insurance, but they want to invest thousand dollars in their actual health. And, um, you know, if you get your weight under control, if you get your health under control, you know, potentially, you know, barring any unforeseen things, you might live decades longer. Is that not worth that to you? You know? So again, I mean, it's, it's a question of values, you know, how much do you value it? And if you're just, you know, the, the norm, just kind of being exposed to all the conditioning, you, you value it low that's the core problem, you know? So again, I, I only work with people that value it highly, you know? Um, how do you feel about fasting? My family pressures me to fast for 72 hours at a time. Um, I, I mean, I, I intermittent fast, but I do a particular intermittent fast, uh, because I, 
you know, like it bugs me. And this is just part of the whole thing. You know, the intermittent fasting is like, oh, 16 hours. It's got to be 16 hours because last two hours when all the magic happens. Maybe. But what if you can't get to 16 hours, right? Oh, no, forget it then, you know? So I usually stop eating, you know, six, seven at night, starting the next day, seven, eight, so about 13 hours. And I love it. It feels amazing. I give my body a rest and I, I love it. Um, but I didn't just jump into it. I worked up to that, you know? So I, so I like intermittent fasting. Um, fasting for 70, 72 hours at a time, um, I what is that, four days? What is, how much is that even? Four, three days? I mean, I've done long-term fasting, which would have been that, and I thought it was the worst thing ever. I, I hated it. Um, so I, how I feel about fasting is that, how do you feel about fasting? You know, if, if you hate doing it, then I would suggest you find another way. If you love doing it, then great. You know, it's always up to you what you want to do. Um, I find for most people, fasting is a shitty strategy. You know, the intermittent fasting is okay if you can work yourself up to it and it's okay, but 72-hour fast... Um, that doesn't sound like a long-term strategy to me, but everyone's different. So again, uh, you know, it, it's more about how, how you feel about it. Um, I hate fasting. I find it inconvenient. I have to change everything to fit fasting in. Yeah, I feel the same way. And plus, the thing about fasting, yeah, I don't like doing it. And so I'll tell you, that's one of the biggest distinctions I've made in my life. And I'm so glad I did this, is I never committed to anything that I wasn't going to be able to do long-term. And, and I just, I was a raw foodist. I used to do the fasting thing. So I've done like a lot of different stuff. And um, now I would never like embark on a path that I didn't think I was going to be able to do for a long time. I'll get people say, oh, what do you think about, what do you think about uh, water fasting, you know, for weight loss? And, and I think it's silly because it's not a long-term strategy. Yeah, you might lose some weight for a week or two and then you got to eat and you can put the weight back on. So what was the point of that? You know, I'm only interested in what's going to move me and help me to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life in the easiest way possible. That's my lens. That's what I, I frame everything through that question. And that sets you up to come up with a completely different strategy than what you're doing. Because what you're doing is saying, how can I lose the weight as fast as possible? Well, you know how you lose weight fast as possible? You do extreme things. You stop eating. You do 72 hour fast. You eat a thousand calories. You stop eating sugar. Stop eating carbs. That's how you do it the fastest. Now let's see how you do. You, you know what I mean? And so we, we just leave, again, it's the all or nothing mindset. Program yourself then we're all or something. I said this yesterday, right? So imagine this is a paradigm shift, right? Most people, dieters are, are all or nothing, right? They're usually nothing and then they're all and then they're back to nothing and they just flip-flop between these forever, right? Getting nowhere, except their weight keeps going up. Um, so with the program yourself, then we're all or something. So yeah, you want to be all sometimes? Great, knock yourself out. But what I'm way more interested in is stop being nothing. Okay, well now I'm something. Okay, well that's weight loss and that's an improvement. And now we consistently work on being more and more something, and this keeps going up because we keep getting better at it over time. Next thing you know, you're up here and you're at your goal weight and it was easy, it was natural and now you're set up forever to live at that weight. Right? <laughs> like, doesn't that make more sense? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't know. It's not rocket science, but it, it is, like I, I would say probably the best thing that's ever happened to me is that I kind of came at this by myself in a lot of ways. Like, like I, I'm, I've been obsessed with this for a long time read 50 books a year. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, but I've come at it in a very unique way. And I think that has allowed me to see the important pieces. You know, it's not enough to tell you what to do is what I'm saying, which that alone is such a distinction, right? If you, if you can internalize that and start to, when you're going to choose a plan to lose weight, look at it and say, is this actually going to help me do it? Or is it just telling me what to do? Because if it's just telling you what to do, it's probably not going to work for you. 
you already know what you should and shouldn't do pretty much to lose the weight. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it consistently because you have never learned how to influence your mindset. You don't know how to influence your mindset, your motivation, how you think about yourself. You don't know how to deal with your emotions. You don't know how to change your habits. You don't know how to think like a thin and healthy person. You don't know how to maintain the weight. You know, and so when you, when you, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, I'm making it to point out there's nothing wrong with you. You just have, you haven't learned the most important stuff that makes you lose weight. You just keep wanting more and more information, meal plan wise, diet wise, nutrition wise, but that doesn't matter. I always give you an example. Information doesn't equal behavior. You know everything there is to know about writing with your hand, right? You can write a word or a sentence, a paragraph, a whole page of words. You know everything there is to know about writing, but you can't do it with the other hand. So how would you do? How would you learn to do it with the other hand? We got to read a book about how to write with my left hand. Do you think that? And then, then you know, no, you need to practice it, right? And then what a crazy idea when it comes to weight loss because no one thinks about practicing being thin and healthy. Because oh, I know what to do. I just could get myself to do it. I was going to force myself to do it. That's not it. You got to practice doing it. You got to practice. Like someone was talking about binging at night. You got to practice dealing with that. And it takes trial and error. It takes did this work? This didn't work. Let me optimize, tweak. Da, da, da. But when you approach it that way. It takes a little while, but it's like, it feels like you're on a path. It makes sense all of a sudden. Cause right now you're just flummoxed. You're like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm successful over here. Most, most people I work with, they're usually successful in their careers or, you know, as, as a mom or a parent or something. And so they've got these skills, focus, motivation, willpower in this area. But then when it comes to their weight, they're not using any of that. Right. So I, I kind of help people map those skills over to their weight. And all of a sudden it just changes the whole process for them, you know? Um, so anyways. Uh, says, is the FDA too or fad thing too? So many things here are in 80% of grocery stores that are nowhere in Europe. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it is the FDA too, you're right. Yeah, it's all money, you know what I mean? It's all money based and stuff. Oh, okay, Kateri says, I tried and I felt terrible every time. Yeah, exactly. I've done, I did the fasting stuff and I felt like shit. I, I did it a number of times and, you know, oh my God, what a mess for me because it would, uh, I, first, I'd dread it as it was coming forward. I'd be anxious. Then I would do it, and I'd feel like shit, headachy, crappy, hungry, tired, frustrated. And then I would be done with it, and then I'd be obsessed with food for a while. <laughs> so there was just no benefit for me. So I don't like fasting. I never fast anymore. Um, again, I do my intermittent fasting, if you want to call that. You know, th Those are two totally different things. But um, the actual fasting, fasting, me personally, I don't like it. I don't like it. It, it, it knocks me off course. So, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. going to wrap up. Like I said, go go sign up for my email list. Go get that um, get that hypnosis session. I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. And then I'm going to send out to my list. Um, I'm going to send a couple emails out over the next couple of days. I got this uh, seven-day mindset program, this email program. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be there too. But So go check that out. If you're really serious, you know what I mean, um, you want to take the next level, uh, join the program uh, because uh, – that, that's that's the stuff um yeah awesome category i'm glad i'm glad that's why i do them so i, I hope y'all had a great time um do you take payment internationally yeah absolutely I, we got a ton of people at international i'm in america but um even right now too we got a bunch of english people um and they're awesome i love working with them yeah we got people from ireland um australia all over the place so yeah and, and if you have any issues with the payments just shoot me a, a message i'm at jim at program and uh, I can help you out if you have any issues, but it shouldn't be any problem. Because, um, yeah, and there was someone, I forget how they paid, but they were from another country last. Oh, they're from Canada. 
and they, they paid in a different way. So yeah, it shouldn't be any problem if you want to get into the program. Um, yeah. And if you start, yeah, again, tomorrow you'll start, you'll look down at your phone and you'll have a message for me. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty quick and easy, um, just to get going and get started. So, all right, everyone, thank you so much. Have a great day. We, uh, if, if you want to see more TikTok, obviously I put all videos up all the time. Um, podcast is program yourself then on all the podcast platforms. Uh, Jim Katsoulis at my YouTube channel and yeah, program yourself then to get on my email list and, and hop on there. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a, have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.